Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire to demand diversity on the Diversity Dude Podcast with Reg Clark. So I am so ready to keep this conversation moving. A uh, very interesting thing about this whole John Gruden thing. I know it happened Friday night and then more information dropped last night. I purposely waited because I wanted to see all day long like what some of the talking points were. And if I was just going to add um, more uh, of the same or if I had a, a slightly different view. And I think I do have a slightly different view, which is why um, – I really want to talk to those people who are in leadership roles or practice diversity and inclusion. Uh, I think that this John Gruden situation, and I'll just reset it real quick, even though everybody knows that John Gruden, the head coach for the former head coach for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, got caught up in an email trail where he uh, said some misogynistic um, anti uh, LGBTQ uh, you could probably use any uh, quote unquote woke phrase you want to use. He was against uh, a lot of things. Um, he used a, a trope, a racial trope against uh, the, the head of the players association. Um, <clears throat> a lot to unpack there. And I'm pretty sure that everybody's heard about that right now. But what I wanted to talk about was really what I would like to talk about is really the, the long term impacts. Um, John Gruden is someone who's made a lot of money in the NFL. He's, 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 he's paid, he's made his money. Um, but what about that he touched along the way? Um, those people that didn't get the same opportunities or chances that he received, those people who didn't get the benefit of the doubt. Um, John Gruden is barely over 500 as a coach, and many people would say that he's overrated as a coach. But how did he continue to get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity? And so what I want to say is really that's exactly what um, systemic and systematic and institutionalized um, and we can call it anything, uh, systemic, systematic, institutionalized, privileged, where one group has a, a set of privilege that are just baked into our systems and institutes the way it is. Uh, we could call it uh, systemic, institutionalized, systematic exclusion, where one group is constantly marginalized or any one group is constantly marginalized uh, and cut out of opportunities. Um, most commonly you hear it called uh, institutionalized, systemic and systematic racism. Um, and again, in my past podcast, I kind of speak against going against racism because once you drop that R word, then the whole focus is on on racism and it takes away from the conversation. So let's look at privilege and let's look at exclusion. Uh, the idea of institutionalized, systemic and systematic privilege. And I keep saying those three words because I want people to really get those and understand what that means, okay? Institutionalized, systemic, and systematic uh, privilege where one group has all the privilege. Um, even when things go wrong, they, they tend to get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, here's a, a gentleman, John Gruden, who's been around football for a long time. Um, even when he took over the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers before they won the Super Bowl, many people, 
are of a belief that Tony Dudgy, who happens to be a black coach or was a black coach, uh, he's a commentator now uh, for NBC, but many people believe that that was that Tampa Bay team that ultimately won the Super Bowl was Tony Tungy's team and that uh, John Gruden was a benefactor of it, didn't do anything, uh, just was able to come in and, and take over the team. Now, he still had to coach it, so he still gets some props for that. But what I'm still saying is that idea of that privilege, that an individual gets a privilege that's not even um, something that they really have to work for. They just have to be around the right people at the right time, and that privilege is afforded to them. Uh, when he signed a contract with the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders uh, three or four years ago, again, he's in. A, he would have been in his fourth year this year. Um, he ten years, a hundred million dollars uh, for an individual who is barely over five hundred as a coach. So by no means a legendary coach, by no means headed to the Hall of Fame as a coach, but yet opportunities afford it to that individual. So that's what we talk about when we talk about privilege. Now let's talk about this idea of institutionalized, uh, systemic and systematic exclusion, where there are other individuals who don't get those opportunities. And one of the things you can do is just look at any coaching tree in the NFL, and you'll see where there are a ton of players who have lineages from other coaches that have gotten opportunities to be on staff. Unfortunately, that's not equitable across race lines. Um, so those opportunities that were afforded to John Gruden, um, there were many players or many coaches, I should say coaches, there were many coaches who were constantly trying to break in um, and get that big shot. And if they got that shot, uh, it was a quick hook, maybe a year, maybe you get two years if you're lucky, but uh, very few uh, coaches of color had that opportunity or the luxury to to be able to to go through a losing season and still uh, feel like there'll be another opportunity after this one. If this if this opportunity fails, there'll be another one waiting for me and a big payday on top of that. So that's what I mean by the exclusion piece. And then let's take it a step further. And while while a person like John Gruden was in charge. Is it feasible? Is it plausible? Is it possible that those same things that he had put in emails are the same things that he used to make decisions when it came to uh, personnel on the team, personnel in the front office, um, many things that this uh, man had control over. And I find it hard to believe that he would feel that way in his heart and he had to feel his way in his heart in order for that to come out in the email more than once over a seven year period. He had to feel that way in his heart for that to come out in the email. So I thought it was very disingenuous of him to say, yeah, he didn't mean to hurt anyone, but I'm not talking about just the people he hurt in the form of an email or if that email ever got out that their feelings would be hurt. I'm talking about the people he directly impacted with hiring decisions, promotion decisions, uh, giving a reference for somebody uh, for their next job. You know, the NFL appears to be a very tight community. I can imagine if someone was going from one team to another, someone would pick up the phone and call and say, hey, tell me about this individual. What do you think of them? And 
if Gruden's emails are any indicator of what his response may have been. Uh, I just wonder how many people were negative, negatively impacted by that. And that is what I mean by the, the exclusion piece. So you have privilege on one side, which is John Gruden, and you have exclusion on, on the other side, which are all the people that are impacted by the John Grudens of the world, the people that have to bear the brunt of John Gruden's privilege. And his privilege comes at the expense of others. So I'm going to close on this part right here. This is another part of privilege as well. Um, everything I've read in the news and everything I've heard is there were over 650,000 emails, 650,000 emails. Um, and it appears that Gruden is the sacrificial lamb. Um, so who else? Where does the shoe drop next? What comes out next? Um, or do other individuals get to enjoy the privilege? Hey, John, thank you for falling on the sword for us on this one. We'll keep our privilege, thank you. And then we'll keep making these decisions um, the way that we see fit to help us maintain the guard that we want. So I ask everyone to think about when these next, when the next shoe drops on these emails, um, to think about the individuals whose lives have been impacted by the, by the decisions made by uh, the people on John Gruden's email trail, the people who are uh, constantly in an organization who feel a certain kind of way, but then have the decision over people's lives. Um, and think about that at your own job, in your own workplace, in your own organization. Um, think about yourself and do you sometimes make a decision um, based on some feelings that you have rather than uh, the merit of the person. I think I'm going to pay the meter and park it right there. Thanks. Tune in each week as Reg Clark shows you how to demand and implement diversity and inclusion at your job. To hear more, check out his previous shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com.